Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that is slightly disappointed to be here. No, I'm not. Well, <laughs> let, let, me, let me explain. I'm, of course, Scott Phillips, the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer. He, of course, is Andrew Page, the man who is smiling from ear to ear, who is chuckling quietly in the background, and also the founder and managing director of strawman.com. Mr. Page, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm super psyched to be here. I think between your your despondency and my excitement, we kind of level out to to probably where we normally are. <laughs> so, in case you're wondering, in case you haven't seen the episode title, this one is all about Bitcoin. In fact, I might even do a little friends thing and call it the one about Bitcoin because uh, that's uh, <laughs> the, the friends episodes we'll call. It. Are they the, the the one about? I think that's how they were, how they were phrased. Um, <laughs> so, Andrew, we are we are pre-recording this, and I, mm-hmm. we should say because Bitcoin's been super volatile, it is the middle of June when we're recording this. Uh, it probably won't go to, to air too much later, maybe a couple of weeks time, but uh, we will we will do our best, mate. I'm going. It could to be talk- triple or half where <laughs> exactly, it is right now, exactly, or or more uh, in yeah. other direction. Um, so look, we're going to have a we're going to have a try and have an hour long conversation about Bitcoin. Mm. It is going to be a really big topic to try and have a conversation about in an hour. Mm. Uh, and but we'll do our best to try and hit the main points. They're getting too diverted off into too many different tangents, but also doing enough detail uh, that to actually give the topic justice. And I think it's it's a. Re- I mean, I, I kid about it, mate. And, and uh, uh, you know, as you know, I, I of the two of us, I've held held Bitcoin the longest. You were uh, the first in. You <laughs> exactly. were the first in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually, believe it or not, despite my comments, I am ag- I am Bitcoin agnostic as a as an um, in terms of the future return. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely said out loud that I don't think it's investment grade in the way that I consider investments, which is things that have some degree of value creation, i.e. profits or rent or interest or something, mm-hmm. and, and therefore some way to value them. So we should not say they can't do well, they can't make money, just that there are things that I would simply say are not investments in that sense, which doesn't make me right, by the way, it's just my own framework. So well, you first, can't, first, you're right, you're right, you can't call them an investments in that in that. Sense. Right, and, not, and that yeah. maybe, and again, but that definition isn't the only definition of investing. So I guess what I want to say, I'm agnostic on the idea. I'm not bearish. I'm not bullish. Uh, I am concerned uh, that people might get carried away. Uh, so I, I'm probably, I probably err generally on the side of trying to dampen down the idea um, f- for those reasons. So I, I'm probably net negative. I mean, I, you know, I played up on the pod, mate. So uh, that's also that. But yeah, I, I probably net negative, in, just in sense of like, I want people to kind of just be really careful. Um, but not because I, I know or even believe it can't be worth more, just because I just literally don't know. It's like, ah, I don't know, stay away. I'm really, I'm really glad you say that, actually. I mean, one, it's, it's just great to have a counterpoint in a devil's advocate. And I should say right at the beginning here, too, that I'm, I'm not a Bitcoin expert, right? Like, I'm far from it. It, it. It's one of those topics that you sort of scratch at and then you go down a bit deeper and then you scratch and you go down bit further and just mm. I haven't hit the bottom yet so yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah. you know and it's it's really deep so when you start pushing me on some of these concepts mm. it's going to like I mean you, you get into the world of uh, cryptography to monetary theory right. to <laughs> yeah, sociology exactly. yeah, it just yeah, takes yeah. you in all these different like big big areas and it's yeah. kind of it's it's big so I think I want to I want to acknowledge my humility and and ignorance at the start mm, mm, and I also find it really feel it's really important to say at the outset 
I've got no agenda here. I, I'm not selling anything. Yeah, I'm not yeah. shilling anything. You buy it. You don't buy. I don't care. I don't care. I've got. I stand to gain nothing from this. I just find it intellectually fascinating. I do hold Bitcoin. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm a bit underwater at the moment. Um, but but yeah, I just I, I think I think I think that's clear. Please, no one email me in any period in the future yeah. and say you know. Either yes, yay, or or nay. I, it is, this is this is purely because it's it's something that is here. It's a fascinating topic. It deserves yeah. being talked about. But but there's no agenda. There's no agenda. Yeah, which is nice. And so, and so you know, and we're not going to try and get to a, a single outcome here. It's not Andrew or me. We're not going to have a winner or a loser of the conversation because it's not really even a debate. It's just it's just a it's just an inquiry. Um, and, and a way to have a conversation that helps to illuminate some of Andrew's thinking, some of the pros and cons of, of Bitcoin, I will say, and cryptocurrency in general, but Andrew will start by making that point that they're not the same thing. And I think you, you made that point a couple of episodes ago. So, um, mate, I'm going to start with some definitions and then I'm going to get you to kind of start to expand on the topics as we go. And and I'll also try and... Um, Sometimes I might cut in and try and either, either recenter a conversation, take it in a different direction, just in the interest of time. Because as you've said, mate, like, you, you and I spoke for hours about this offline, <laughs> let alone try to cram it into a podcast. So we'll do our best to present a, a useful, helpful, hourish long podcast on the topic. Um, we will we will fail miserably. We will go to lots of tangents and try and get it right. But we'll see how we go. So, mate, let's let's start from the very, 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 very beginning. Uh, I I'm going to make a statement. You can correct me otherwise. Yeah. I don't think cryptocurrency is a concept existed before Bitcoin. No. But cryptocurrency in describing Bitcoin has also then given birth to, I'll say, imitators, mm. um, but I'll also say uh, Ponzi schemes. Well, no, I was going to actually, no, I wasn't going to do that at all. I was actually going to say that there are there are different use cases that use the same type of technology that aren't just, you know, Ethereum, for example, you've made the point before, is not just a token of exchange in the same way that Bitcoin is, and so there are different there are different mm. uses of the cryptography technology to do different things and so while they and and some ponzi schemes by the way and so while we've got this thing called cryptocurrency or crypto cryptography that that gives birth to other things um we're not going to be able to get them all done here so let's mate let's let's start with i'm not going to ask you to describe the background of of bitcoin necessarily history is fascinating by the way it is and the uh, this the uh, apparently uh, do you you believe we know the founder because the the founder is a is a a guy slash girl slash group called Satoko, no, Satoshi, Satoshi Nakamoto. Nakamoto, thank you. Uh, who doesn't exist and who some have claimed to be and others have claimed to know, but no one knows for sure. And I think Satoshi's still the largest single holder of Bitcoin. Is that is that right? Still? No, I don't, I, don't, oh, okay. I don't believe so. But okay. there's some theories it was a, a, an alien that came and gifted humanity with the <laughs> pyramids of Bitcoin. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. So let's let's stay well away from that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, explain to me, if you would, um, what is the what is the fundamental? And I know this is a stupidly large question, but I'll ask you to try and try and get to the nub of it. What is the yeah. fundamental promise or offering or idea behind Bitcoin itself? Yeah. I, 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 so I think you're right. I think we've got to stay away from the the technical specs yeah. because that's full on SHA-256 encryption, elliptic curve, you know, it's deep, mm-hmm. man. It's like you, you need like a cool, PhD in- yeah. yeah, you need a PhD in maths to get your head around <laughs> some of this stuff. Yeah. But I want to stay away from that. I want to go back a little bit because, I mean, again, when you first bought it and we were doing this pod years ago, yeah. I was like, what a joke, right? Like <laughs> this is just, this is going to end badly. But I guess why I've sort of circled back on it because it's kind of still here. Right. Um, 
It's like okay, well, that's interesting. You kind of, you kind <laughs> of like how many, how many fads have you and I lived through, and mm-hmm. just sort of come and gone and come and gone. Yes, and it's like, yes. oh, it's still here. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's had no downtime. Wow, <laughs> that's 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 unique in this in the in the realm of um, protocols. Right, right. It's right. never been hacked. That's that's really rare. I mean, you know, there's some. Mm, mm, mm. That's that's a very unique thing. Wow, institutions are buying it. So Tesla, MicroStrategy, Block, mm-hmm. a whole bunch. You know. I will just quickly too, mate. The Motley Fool bought $5 million worth of Bitcoin some months ago now. I think it was less than a year, but some some period of time ago. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that purchase for what it's worth, but also I don't need to be. And the great thing about the Motley Fool is I'm allowed to say that without getting sacked. Well, uh, it's, so it's, I, but full, full disclosure, I bought $100 worth of it to follow along years ago. So it was never never actually an investment as such. It was literally a case of I'll open, a, I'll open a wallet, I'll buy it, I'll just see what the whole thing's about. The Motley Fool owns $5 million of it. So just get those disclosures out of the way and then I'll just yeah, keep sure. going. Well, it's and it's I, I, it's important to sort of set. The, this is where my interest has come. Is like when you and then you like then Harvard endowment has bought some, mm. and then it's kind of like so it started off in the realm of like these cypherpunk, you know, these geeky <laughs> corner of the internet. It's like, hey, there's this cool thing that yeah. someone invented. Yeah. No, isn't yeah. that cool? Oh, it's really interesting, you know, whatever. Mm. And now it's like, wow, some really big names are getting into it now. On the ASX, there's an ETF mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. He's going to blow your mind if you don't know. There are sovereign states using it. El Salvador being the I first na- n- yes. sovereign nation state to use yes. it. it. And now you've uh, you've got Finland who has it on their sovereign um, uh, fund. You have Ukraine is one of the biggest co- um, nation state holders of it for very interesting reasons, by the way. So it kind of, it's now a $500 billion asset. You pick the day or want to value it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, like you yeah. first you ignore it, then you laugh at it. You know, and then it's kind of like at a mm-hmm. point, it's kind of like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a closer look at this because it's sort of like 13 years on, it's sort of here mm-hmm. and it's and it's bigger than ever. It's like okay, okay, let's let's take a closer look at it. And to come back to your original question here, uh, aside from the te- the tech, mm. there's a couple of ways you can a- approach it. The first thing and the innovation here really is that you've got something that is that is s- digital scarcity. Now, if you yeah. think about the internet. What did the internet do? The internet dematerialized everything. Hmm. You know, like so if I create a song or a video yeah. or a document or anything that can be converted into bits, you can copy that a gazillion times for no cost. And that, that 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 has been a revolution for humanity and what it's meant. But it's but it's also got a downside, right? Like and we've you know, from the days of Napster onwards, it's sort of been something that we've sort of had to contend with. But this is the first time in human history where in the digital realm, there is something that is scarce. Now, how can I say that? Well, it's just kind of, it's, it's the same way that I can say that the third digit of pi is four. Hmm. You know, I can because it's, it's, there's a mathematical truth that exists in the universe. And again, let's not go too far down the rabbit hole, but (laughs) there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins. That is, that is a guarantee, right? Um, so just take take my word at that, and if you want to dig into that, Google it. But it'll take you down. But but that that is a big deal. That's a big and, invention. And, and just to, just to that point, I just want to quickly underscore that it's it's programmatically designed that way. So when yeah. you say there will only be, it's not like everyone's agreed there will only be, or uh, that the the rules are there will only be. The, yep. the way this has been programmed effectively, well, not even effectively, actually ensures that the most number of bitcoins that can enter circulation is twenty one million. Yep, we're not there yet. So every four years or so, there's a hard like so. 
the the miners that mm. that do the proof of work. Oh, geez, we're already getting <laughs> yeah. into the weeds. <laughs> no, it's already in there. So, so the network is is strength. It's uh, okay. So, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting too far ahead of myself. So, mm-hmm. it's scarce. It's a yep. it's something that is the only thing really yep. that is that is digitally scarce. It's like a yep. rock in that lives in in the um in the realm of the internet. You know, mm-hmm. it will only ever be what it is. And a million years from now, if if humanity's still around, there'll there still only <laughs> ever be twenty one million. So that's that's kind of interesting. The other thing that's interesting about it too is that it's permissionless. So if I want to open up a, an account with the CBA, if I want to operate on the SWIFT network that the that banks use, mm-hmm. if I want to participate in any part of the financial system, I, I need I need someone to go. Okay, I'll let uh, you do that. Right. Yep, yep. With the internet, I don't need permission. Uh, like if I can connect to the internet, I can go anywhere on the internet, right? It's yep. permissionless. Mm-hmm. And this is the first permissionless protocol that will allow me to do it. So you don't need me or Satoshi or anyone to say, yes, Scott, you're allowed to, you're allowed to participate mm-hmm. on this network. Right. That's, a, that's a big deal, right? It, it doesn't feel like a big deal to people in the West. It's a huge deal to the unbanked, which is a mm-hmm. significant part. But it's also, it, it's, it's, it's a way for even enemies to interact and, and no one can stop it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's- that's interesting. That's another big rabbit hole, but let's let's move on. The other big deal with it is it's trustless. Now that you've got to be careful with that word. That doesn't mean that you can't trust it. In fact, mm-hmm. I would argue it's one of the few things in the universe you can have absolute trust in. And, and, and I mean that in, from, a, again, a, a mathematical definition, why mm-hmm. I can say with what, anyone in the world, in fact, space aliens could come from Alpha Centauri and we will all agree on the first 2 million digits of pi because it's a mathematical fact. And, mm-hmm. and in, the, in the same way that we can, we can have 100% trust in how the system, it's open source, right? We all know how it operates. We can all see the code. We all know exactly how the protocol is going going to operate, and there's no central authority there. So not only is it permissionless from that sense, but it's like there's there's no one there that we, that can all of a sudden say, actually, we're going to change the monetary policy of Bitcoin. Actually, we're going to change the issuance rate. Actually, we're going to change the, this or it just it, it. This isn't technically true, and I, we can dig into it if you want, but no one can change it. Right? There's no there is no group of people or person. And this is the, the controls. This is this is also why it differs from all the other crap coins that are out there, because virtually all of them are controlled. There's a okay. there's a there's a business, yep. or there's a group of people there. Um, this is this. There was a kind of an immaculate conception with with Bitcoin. It's actually a, it's actually when you dig into it, it's actually really important that there was this pseudonymous person or group okay. that created it, set it in motion, and then walked away. It, it that's actually it's important. Um, mm-hmm. Because you now have something. It's it's like someone started spinning something and then just walked away, and it's just now it's there. It just mm. it exists now. <laughs> no, no one, no one has any control over that whatsoever. <laughs> and we can all look at this thing and go, "Yep, it exists. It's real. Uh, it real is is, is it re- anything can be, even though it lives in the digital realm." And we can all have one hundred percent trust in it. No one controls it. Anyone can interact with it in any way that they seem fit. Mm. So they are all important big ideas, and the other final idea that I'll that I'll sort of add to it. We can dig into each of these. Is that it's? I think people talk, think get confused with it because it sounds like this magic internet money, which kind of, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of kind of is. Yeah. When you when you actually think, well, what is money? And kind mm. of, yeah, it's not not a crazy statement, but but I think that gets people get hung up on on that kind of stuff. It, it, it's probably best thought of as a digital gold. Um, mm-hmm. In the same way that, you know, people will say, "Oh, yeah, but I can't buy anything with 
with Bitcoin. Well, that's that's not technically true, but you know, I I would say here's a lump of gold. Go down to Woolies and see how much luck you have getting a carton of milk. Right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it, it, it it's worth thinking about that. Mm. Except it has a it has a huge advantage over gold in the fact that it's actually more scarce than gold. Mm. It's actually can be transported at the speed of light. It can actually be uh, custodied with zero cost. Um, and I think it's it's really it's real where we will find it becoming really interesting is it's a global settlement layer mm. in the sense that it'll be the, the the bedrock on which everything else is built. And ultimately, and I'll shut up in a second and let you ask some questions. <laughs> ultimately, with all of with all of what I've said, mm, mm, mm. whatever you think, because people just think, oh, it's this thing that goes up and down, it's hyper-volatile, and that's all kind of true, but it's really yeah. just a global transactional protocol, settlement mm, layer that mm. is faster, cheaper, and more secure than anything we've ever invented. And, and, and the economists would say it's the hardest money that's ever been invented. And by hard, I mean it's, it's no one can create more of it. Unlike any other form of money, even gold, I can always dig up. In fact, just recently they found a bunch of, I don't know if you read that, they found a oh, bunch of extra that. gold. Yeah, okay. a huge amount. Um, but this, 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 is, this is super hard. And that actually has wonderful benefits from, a, for a, um, hmm. from an economic perspective. Oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. I, I, there's, no, a lot mate, to un- there's a lot it, to unpack there. It, it, and there, and, it's, and that's, this is going to be the challenge for the rest of this podcast. It's trying to work out how to unpack that in some sort of sequential, useful manner. Um, oh, man, where to go from here? So yeah. I, I, think, I think that you've been very, very clear. So firstly, thank you for outlining that part of the story. Um, maybe before we get to more about Bitcoin, let's go to other cryptos because the cryptocurrency is used as a plural and... Yeah. You have said before on the podcast, and in fact, you're going to say in a couple of weeks on the podcast because we pre-recorded some other episodes. Mm. Um, there is Bitcoin, and there is kind of nothing else, but there is also everything else. In other words, Bitcoin, to your mind, is the only. Oh, actually, I won't put words in your mouth. Describe to me why Bitcoin is so different from other cryptocurrencies. In your view, so so someone created this thing, digital scarcity, mm-hmm. and then everyone, wow, it's now it's open source, right? I can I can grab that. You and I can we can call it, you know, the Motley Fool Money podcast coin. We can do it right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be worthless. Well, I <laughs> so, worthless. I mean, you it's know. absolutely worthless. <laughs> and there's a couple of reasons. So once it's once it was created, you can copy it. And it, it has mm. been this terminology I'm going to throw around here, but it has been forked before. Mm. Um, and there've been Bitcoin wars and block size wars and all these mm. like wars within mm. the community. And but why it can never be? I reckon I can give you a hundred billion dollars, and and you would never be able to replicate it. So why can I say that? Well, one, it's all just a story, right? Mm-hmm. As, much as, as much as I can give you a bit of plastic that's yellow in colour and has the numbers five <laughs> and zero written on it, and it's the Australian pineapple, right? It's, it's, the, yeah, it's the $50 yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of plastic. Yeah. You and I share that. We share that myth that this is something, and it's kind of stupid, really. Um, well, it's just as stupid as, as that. But, but the, the, the reason why it's, it's special mm-hmm. is because it has, it has gained enough of a network. There's 100 million people that use it worldwide something you know based on the number of wallets that are out there mm-hmm. it's also the one that has think of any network whether you're talking about amazon or google anything that is that relies on a network effect and, and bitcoin does is that it is it is special because it has the most nodes on the network it has the most miners on the network it has the most money in the network it's just mm-hmm. like why is anyone going to switch to something else that's a copy of it mm-hmm. when this is far more secure and it's far more accepted so i can come and say hey i've got a digital currency and it's really scarce and it's all these other things like great mm-hmm. good for you man i'm not going to touch it because we've already created it it's, it's here right it's it's sort of like 
you, you've just, um, it, it will not work and it cannot work because you now need to, con we're all, Bitcoin is already having, and it's kind of gone through a big part of this, this, this fight for acceptance and to say, hey, I'm real, I'm something mm -hmm. here. It's going. It's, it's going. Well, the next decade or two, it will continue to sort of go through that that process. To go through that again, when we've already, what am I going to? What am I going to offer that makes mm -hmm. it better? And someone will be there going, ah, but someone always invents a better mousetrap, Andrew. And and that's really interesting too. But I would I would put it like this: the code for Bitcoin, in terms of the lines of code, it's like Mario Kart. It's a really, really small program. It's a very simple one. <laughs> Right, it's a it's a it's a ledger, right? Yeah. So it's like who owns what and who has transferred what to what, and what yeah. are the rules that are around that? That's yeah. so it's it's like saying, "Hey, Scott, I've invented the wheel," mm. and and you go, "Oh, well, I'm going to invent a better wheel because I've my calculator calculates pi to sixteen billion extra decimal places than yours." Now, mm. is that a better wheel? Technically, is it is it practically or better in any real? No. Mm -hmm. you, to, to dis the lesson of 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 the the internet has been to disrupt a dominant network. Something has to be ten x better, right? Well, what's ten x better than something that's near on perfect? And I'm not, and I'm, I I use that word very deliberately because yeah. it's kind yeah. of like how, how do you? Yeah, and then there are occasional changes and upgrades and soft forks and stuff to this thing, and how that happens is a whole other kind of story. But this is really tweaking around the edges because it's because it, uh, unlike a very sophisticated, it's unlike like zero software. Mm. You know, that's mm. that, that does a lot of stuff, and it's always evolving and adapting. And this is just like who's got what and who's transferred what to what, mm. and how does the policy change? It's it's really simple. So it's like, how do you ten x that? And then how do you how do you create a more dominant network mm. where there's now the the number of nodes in the, on, on the network for for this thing to the more people. If you and I have our coin where we've just forked it, someone mm -hmm. could come in and hack mm -hmm. it tomorrow yeah. because it's actually really easy to gain enough critical mass to sort of sway the, sway, um, sway the consensus mechanism. Mm -hmm. For that to happen on Bitcoin, it's, it's virtually impossible. I wouldn't say impossible because nothing is impossible. Mm. I could throw a rock at a wall and in theory, according to quantum mechanics, <laughs> and, and it could, could go right through that wall, but probabilistically yeah. it's never yeah. going to. And we're yeah. kind of at yeah. that level because there is every... There are so many things looking at this and, and crunching the numbers and checking it that it's it's near perfect in terms of what you need it to do. So let me let me touch on that then. So the is the argument for Bitcoin. So let, let's let's stick with the other currencies for a second. Is is there anything wrong with the other cryptos or the fact they're not Bitcoin is enough? Yeah. Just, oh, just, sorry, just sorry. break this missed, down. Yeah, you're right. The, yeah. I missed the I missed the major major point. <laughs> Got off. This is what happens with Bitcoin. You start on one thing and you end up mm -hmm. somewhere else. They are what you would call a security, and they should be treated as such. In the same way that a share is a security, okay. someone who owns that, there's someone who has control, there's someone who has agency there. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to pick any Dogecoin or whatever, there's there's, there's there's central parties that look after this kind of thing that can change the pro protocols that can do it. It's this mm. Bitcoin mm. doesn't have that. It is unique. It is beyond ownership. It is beyond control. It is it is. Michael Saylor calls it um, digital property. It's actually, okay. from the SEC's point of view and our regulators' point of view here, it's mm, actually been mm. classed as such. It's a property. Yep. It, it, it's like a lump Correct. of gold. It's a bearer instrument. I rock up and I say that I've got this because I can show you cryptographically that I've, that I've got that. I've got my, my public key. It's just, yep, you've got it. It is, it is unquestionable and, and, and no one can change it. When all these other 
pardon my French, but it is the term shit coins, right? And they are mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. they are a bunch of people who who seek to enrich themselves, right? And they can airdrop it, and they can do all these things, and they can say, oh, but ours does this, and and we've got more interesting things, and it kind of does this, and it. it, it it's just trying to it's it's trying to cash in on the hype mm. and you're trying to sell the dream to other people with easy riches <laughs> you're luring people in mm. and it it, it 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 is not what and this is why it was important for satoshi to be synonymous and then to to mic drop and walk away he or she or they might even be dead now right the, the, mm. those initial mm. coins that were were mined to get the thing going in the beginning have never been touched that wallet's never been reactivated and that's in, that's that's super important. Even if they did and came and, and sort of mm-hmm. dumped them all on the market, it's like it's sort of even even whoever Satoshi is, he's nothing he can do. He can't do anything now, and that's why it's different. So when people are out there going, "Oh, but but Solana and this does that and whatever," it's like no, no, no. That like it, it can be changed. Ethereum had there's a really interesting story with Ethereum, where they set up this DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. It's just one of these. Again, you get down a lot of rabbit holes here, but <laughs> anyway, something someone hacked. Well, mm, hacked mm, isn't the right word because someone just exploited a weakness in the code, right. stole a bunch of ETH, and the the uh, Ethereum Institute or whatever it's called got together and said that's a bit sucky, and they reversed it. Was mm. that the right thing to do? Actually, arguably not, because as soon as you can, as soon as you've got a party or a group that can do that, mm. we're back to where we started. We, we've already got that. It's called a central bank. Right. It's a government. Like, the whole, the whole point of Bitcoin is that it is trustless and it is beyond the control of any one person. These 19,000-something other crap coins that are out there and they are all susceptible to, to, the, to the frailties and weaknesses and we, uh, more unsavory sides of, of human nature. Mm. which is I want to enrich myself and I can do that. And it's, it's like you, you have no control. And people are finding every few years people find this out the hard way. We're, we're finding it out as we speak. Mm. And this is why Bitcoin is down is because we had this, this massive exchange in Canada called Celsius, which has collapsed. We had Luna and Terra, all of these crappy things. You know, people did horrible things and they could. <laughs> this can't happen with Bitcoin. Mm. That's a mm. big statement to make, but it's fundamental fundamentally important to make that so that it can't happen with bitcoin mm-hmm. again as i understand it maybe <laughs> I, I, I but i feel pretty confident that that's that's the case okay so if there wasn't bitcoin would one of those be the next bitcoin i i i don't think so it was a very unique set of circumstances that allowed it to happen one it okay. had to happen with in, in a philanthropic gesture which is mm. what satoshi mm. did mm. they they set they set the plate spinning and they and they walked away and that's, mm. that that's that's very unusual so no, no other coin has, has 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 done that um so could it happen again well this is the trouble you think of all the other ones that have been launched all these crypto web3 projects there's a vc behind that mm. there's an organization behind that they, they're going to profit from it even if they've sort of set it up more or less um, philanthropically, there's still a huge financial stake and interest that they have in that. And then we can get into the whole proof of stake versus proof of work kind of stuff. But the trouble is with all of those, with all of those things that aren't proof of work hmm. is that they are susceptible to centralization and control, which is why proof of work is really, really, really important, despite its energy intensity. Hmm. 
So could it happen again? It could, but it'd be very, very, very hard to to do it. It was a very unique set. And so not only did that happen and they walked away, Mm. but then you had them then you had the adoption that formed around that and then it kind of ran away and it sort of built this thing, came a became a life of it got a life of its own. A very unique set of circumstances for it to to come into existence. I guess I'm just asking about the in the context of the weakness of the other cryptocurrencies versus Bitcoin. Would one of them have taken Bitcoin's place as being the best available of the rest? You know, is Bitcoin is Bitcoin genuinely a unicorn in and of itself that nothing else will match, regardless? Or if something, if Ethereum had been the first one, would it now be would it now be Bitcoin to Ethereum's Ethereum? Is well, let's I mean? have a, that's there- a great question. Well, let's say that let's say Ethereum's by far the next biggest, right? So there's okay. Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then there's everything else, mm-hmm. and 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 the first two really just hold the market cap of 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 all of crypto, pretty much. Yeah. And eventually, it'll, it'll only be one or two. Um, but but Ethereum has been changed mm. before. Mm. Things have been reversed off the blockchain. They've they've gone back in time. They've erased transactions and they've mm. changed it. Mm. What's what what's the point of a blockchain if 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 it's if it's a, if it's, a, if, it's a avail, if it's able to be altered by human agency? Defeats the purpose. So, so could it happen? Yes. Okay. Are you and 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 people from around the world mm. and organisations and potentially even nation states and central bank going to trust in something where a few people hold the keys to? Mm. I'm not. Mm. That that's what makes Bitcoin special. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It is unique in that it doesn't have that problem. So I, so can, I, guess- I can I can I can put I can transact on. I can use that network. I know that no one can do bugger all about it. And that's what that's what makes it valuable. I guess I'm. I guess what I'm asking is we are evaluating other currencies in the context of Bitcoin. Had Bitcoin not existed as a, at all, let's, let's pretend some alternative universe, we're not, we're not comparing Ethereum to Bitcoin and saying, well, Ethereum's got this gap. Because, you know, if there was a Bitcoin, it would do this, but Ethereum doesn't, so therefore Ethereum is terrible. Would we, had, if, if Bitcoin had never existed, be looking at Ethereum and saying, well, this is the best, for, for the reasons that it would be best, Therefore, it's, the reason I'm asking about, I suppose, is there is a long history of people who said, we will never need another computer. There only need six computers in the world. Or mm. famously, we are at the end of history. Mm-hmm. Because people can't necessarily imagine what the next thing might be. You go mm. to BlackBerry. How could possibly something be better than BlackBerry? How can you be better than a Nokia 121? Mm. Well, now it's this. Okay, well, what could be better than an iPhone? Mm. And right now, most of the world's thinking, well, what else can I need? Like, there's a phone in front of me, and it's a phone. It does all these great things, and nothing else has ever been this good, and this is amazing, and this is fantastic. <laughs> and so this is <laughs> – how do you improve on the iPhone? I don't know either, but in 10 years... And then I'm Zuck invents the metaverse or Well, something. at some point, yeah. right? Or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. And, and so I guess I'm just... I, I, I'm thinking about the both forwards and backwards. Backwards, mm. I'm thinking, if Bitcoin didn't exist, we might be having this conversation about Ethereum being far and away the best only cryptocurrency. Don't worry about the other ones. Ethereum mm. is what it's at. But also mm. moving forward, we compare Bitcoin and say, well, it's obviously everything. And so I can't, it, must, it must be the winner because it can't, nothing can be better than this. Isn't it possible that in so, next year's time someone says, question. remember we thought Bitcoin was, was it in a bit and then someone said, here's PageCoin and PageCoin had these extra things we couldn't have imagined and now it's all we're using. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. So two points. So Ethereum is different because what, te- what, what Ethereum is really looking to do is it's basically a Turing complete machine, right? It's, it's far more mm. programmable. Mm. Yep. So what it, what it allows you to do is write smart contracts that live on a blockchain. So mm. it's a different mm. use case. And the, 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 the genius with, with Vitalik 
who's the creator of Ethereum, was that he recognised that you can, <laughs> there can be only one, and so we're not going to do that. We're 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 going to we're going to we're going to create the the global computer for the world, and Ethereum is an incredibly inefficient computer, but it has the wonderful advantage of you can write code on that that will execute beyond your control. You know, yep. that's that. So it's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't purport to be it now. So that 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 answers. Mm, so, mm. so again, we've got to sort of put that aside. And that's why if there was a if there is another one that's likely to survive, it's probably going to be Ethereum. Right. But even then, I have I have some concerns. <laughs> um, um, uh, why not something better? Well, it, this is this is the the genius of of Bitcoin is is that it it doesn't try to be anything else. It's it's right. money, right? right? So so over the eons, we started off with the clay tablets. Mm-hmm. You know, we work. We moved to seashells. Then we moved to metallic <laughs> coins. You know, but it, but it, they're all they all work in the same way. They work mm-hmm. in the exact mm-hmm. same way. So it's kind of like money is money is money. All I need for mm-hmm. money to be mm-hmm. effective, if you really get down to it, money matters. Is if, if we can all agree it's money. So there's the first important mm-hmm. point, and it's got what they call a high stock to flow ratio. In other words, whatever exists in the world, there's not going to be much more added to it. When there's when there's a genuine scarcity, it serves mm-hmm. as a really useful um, medium of exchange, and that's yep. that's the value of the Bitcoin network. Is it provides that medium of exchange, um, so that we can now specialize, we can now transfer value across time and space. And look, it's, it's not new. It's this is the mm-hmm. thing. So you say, well, couldn't someone do something better? Not really, because. All it needs, all I need to do is have a record of who owns what. That's all I need to do. Mm. So this, so so could could could. There's a lot of you know debate over which is is Solana better than Ethereum or what? What about you know this other? You know, mm. okay, let's have that debate because that's trying to be something else. But in terms of, we want something that will be digital money. We want something that will dematerialize money and live on the internet, independent of any agency or control, with a set monetary policy till the end of time. That is immortal <laughs> and will last forever as long as the internet is on. Um, it, how do you invent a better thing than just a record of who owns what? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. what else? What? How do you? You you would be fundamentally changing the definition of what money is. So that's why I can confidently say we can go a thousand years into the mm. future. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that there's there. Let's go. Let's go to the the current system, right? Mm. The, the U.S. Federal Reserve is the center of the globe when it comes to the money that we all use, the global reserve currency. But on top of that, we have we have la- we already have a multi-layered system. We have the U.S. Fe- central reserve, the uh, Federal Reserve, uh, and then on top of that, we've got the U.S. banks, we've got international banks, we've got SWIFT networks, we've got Visa, which operates rails over the top of that. We've got your local bank. Just, there's layers and layers and layers and layers, but it all falls back onto mm-hmm. one central mm-hmm. thing. And what's that one central thing? It's a ledger. It's just a ledger. The difference is that the Federal Reserve can poof things into existence and take it away. So, so that, you know, it doesn't, it's not, it's not trustless. I have to try. And why does the US dollar have value? By the way, I'm not a, I'm not a hyper maxi here that, you know, the US dollar is going to disappear. No one often does a hyper maxi is RAM just for the record. Hyper maxi. The, the, the idea is there's hyper Bitcoinization, which basically means that Bitcoin eventually, I actually think this is potentially, you go out 100 years, this actually could be mm. the case where Bitcoin is the global reserve currency because mm. it fulfills all the needs of what you need for that. But anyway, let's, let's not go there. The, the point <laughs> is, it's a long way away. But the, the point is, the point is, is that we, mm. we all, I can take, uh, Benjamin Franklin, and mm. I can go to Uganda, I can go to India, I can go to New Zealand, and people will accept that. They will trust that. 
Mm. And they would trust that because the US, despite all its f- f- flaws, has been a pretty responsible um, it's good. It's good for its fee. debts. It's yeah. pretty good for its debts, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. some of the some of the the hardcore Bitcoiners will disagree with that, but mm. look, it's the it's the best of a bad lot. Let's at least say that. Um, it's just not as good as Bitcoin, <laughs> and I and I can say that because it's not mm. like again. What do I? All our modern economic system is just intermediated by these tokens. Whatever mm. token you mm. want to use, we just need yep. something that we can yep. all agree on and trust. And and let's say that all of a sudden. It's not going to happen, but let's say the Federal Reserve said, actually, we're going to like 10x the money supply. I mm. mean, what do you think that does? Mm. It's hyperinflation, right? Like it just, the, the, and the trust in the system goes, no one's going to buy US treasuries anymore. No one's going to transact in it because all of a sudden they've, they've completely lost credibility. It's why the US Federal Reserve will do anything it can to not default on its debts because the day that that happens is the day that the, 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 the US the empire declines. So it's trust. It's it's all about trust, and it's not. And people get it, Andrew. That's not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. It's probably mm-hmm. not. But it's not impossible. It is impossible with Bitcoin. That's why it's such a big idea. It's really a big idea, and it's like it's actually. I can say that as sure as I can mm-hmm. quote you the four hundred digits of pi. I can quote that it is it is perfectly trustworthy in what it will do and what it will be. And for the second half of this podcast, Andrew will recite the 400 digits of pie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. So here's my, here's my biggest challenge, mate, is that I hear, maybe it's not the biggest challenge, I hear the things it's great at. And yet we know the story of build it and they will come or the better mousetrap or whatever. And what I'm hearing is you saying, I think these things are important. I think everyone else should think these things are important. Mm. I think Bitcoin does these things most best. And so therefore it must be the, um, the, the, the best standard for those things. Yeah. And my biggest challenge to the Bitcoin supremacy, to use a, uh, to steal a born supremacy, uh, a Bitcoin supremacy is that for all those things, even if they are true, if the rest of us go, eh, US dollar. Yep. Isn't that all that's necessary? I mean, the, the, the whole yep. idea of it, within, within a very small, I will actually say tiny, group of people globally, which is still you know, millions and millions, but you know, Bitcoin yep. is like, oh my God, it's this article of faith. Right? It's this, this is the one true religion. Yep. I don't, actually, I don't mean to bring faith in it because it, it, it sounds like I'm being pejorative. But <laughs> it's very, it's, yeah, it's actually a lot but, of parallels, but yeah. Well, yeah, probably, yeah. Well, yeah. The cults love the place. Ask people at like Apple and Tesla. Um, yep. But you know, yep. so this, this, is, this, is the one true, this is the one true God. And therefore, this God is so obviously the right God because of these reasons. Everyone eventually will see that. When they all see that, they eventually will have one true global religion and it'll be this religion. It'll be Pageism or Philipsism. Mm. Uh, and, and everyone will finally realize these guys are right. And everyone mm. else goes, yeah, yeah, no, happy with my God or no yep. God or all the gods yep. or something. Yep. Ooh, you did right. So, so where's the... We'll get to, we haven't even touched on value yet. We're just still stuck on the, on the concept. Mm. Even to the extent where that all those things you say are true. Trustless... Now, call me naive, call me, call me whatever words that Bitcoin true believers have for people like me. Um, I'm happy to trust the US Fed and the RBA. And for all those things you say about Bitcoin are true, I just don't care enough. Because to your point about the US Fed, you just mentioned before, what if they do it? Well, they're not going to. Well, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But yeah, everything's possible. So in the long run, we're all dead, as, as Kane said. Uh, was it Kane? Yeah. Whoever said that long run, we're all yep, dead. Was. Uh, yep. and, and, so, and so I'm kind of like, I hear you. 
I just uh, like who cares? Yeah, like, so, it's, so it's, a, it's a side I, show. Right. It's a side show. Um, it's a belief. It's interesting. It, it's, you know, it's, it's the bearded lady. It's the man who can lift a million pounds. Yep. It's all that kind of stuff. Fine, cool, exciting. I, I love it. T- technologically, by the way, I, I love the hell. I don't know anywhere near about the, as much tech as you do, and others know more than both of us combined times whatever number. But uh, the, the tech of it is just it's really cool. It's, it's a very very clever thing. It's amazing. Yeah. But I'm just not convinced it's not a sideshow. And again, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. Just that idea of like cool. But still, let me answer to it. I get you. Financial life. Let me answer it. So Please. you're right, and this is this is why when you first bought it in 2017, I thought you're an idiot, you know, because <laughs> just like, well, it's it's you and a, and a few other geeks out there, and it was getting into the realm. I was just like, every time we got into an Uber or a taxi, like it was just it was just like the it was all about get rich quick. It really didn't seem to sort of mm-hmm. make any difference. Yep. So what's different with it? it, it you're right. So it, it only works if everyone chooses to to agree that this is right. this works. Why it's different in 2022? No, 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 not works, but is needed. I think that's the way. Sorry, I, 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 no one yeah. disagrees it works. Yeah. Oh, well, most people don't. It, yeah. it's, it needs to become a central part of our financial lives for this thing to actually remain of sufficient value i would argue or assume yeah so this is so this is what's interesting this is why it's interesting to me now and it's really only in the last six months or so that i've really started to get into it is because Mm. it's like it seems like that is happening it's the the adoption (laughs) the adoption curve these big s curves Mm. that you see Mm. which which you can see for mobile phones or the internet or hydrocarbons Mm. or any massive Mm. humanity changing technology goes through this this s curve adoption Mm. And so it's kind of like, yeah, oh, everyone's going to use Laserdisc. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> right? Yeah. Every, 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 everyone's going to use mini disc players or, you know, it, it's yeah. going to be the Betamax. Thing. And this is great. Beta, VHS versus Betamax is a great analogy, actually, because Betamax yeah. was a yeah, far yeah, superior technology. Yeah, that's right. But but you know what? Look, look at what it can Bet- do. Look what it can do. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so yeah. vastly superior than VHS. Yep. Yeah, but everyone went with VHS. Yep. And we're now at a point where it's kind of like the adoption curve is far enough along and the mm. momentum there is, I forget about the price for a second, right? We'll come back mm, to the mm. price. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the number of growth in wallets, the number of people using it, the number of nodes on the network, the number of people mining it, the number of institutions, the number of endowment, like it, mm-hmm. it, it's getting to this point where it's kind of like nothing's guaranteed. So I'm going to be the last person who goes, oh, no, Scott, you're wrong and def- you're definitely wrong. No, you, you're mm. absolutely right. Everyone, If everyone in the world now changes their mind, it's dead mm. <laughs> because people will, there'll be no economic incentive. I'm not going to do it anymore and it, right, it, it right, will right. die and it'll become an obscurity. But but the adoption, it is, it, is, it is far enough, I think, along that adoption curve where you feel as though now it's got a life of its own. Mm. And here's the difference. Here's the, here's the true litmus test. In 2010, if I said to you, hey, Scott, I've got this Bitcoin, I'm going to transfer it to you. Mm. How about you give me 50 bucks for it? <laughs> Someone bought a pizza for it yeah. famously, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. I think they spent exactly. 10 Bitcoins or it yeah. actually might have been a 1,000. It was something like it was something stupid. Yeah, billions yeah. of dollars yeah. worth today. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. No one would accept it. Here's the thing. Yeah. Now, I can pretty much go to anyone, even if you mm. barely know anything about Bitcoin, if I say I'm going to give mm. you mm. 10 Bitcoin, they'll go, oh, yeah. I think it's complete fraud, but yes, please, I'll take it. Like, why, why mm. wouldn't you? Because you'll, you'll, you'll take it and you'll convert it to cash. And you can convert it to cash because there's enough people that believe in it that it's got, it's got that market value. So I said it's $500 billion global asset, USD. Mm. Um, that, so, so there's enough critical mass that, that I feel as though we've passed that point. Could be wrong. And that might change. And, it, and, and frankly, that's one of the big, that's one of the things I'm, I don't give a stuff about the price, frankly, in, what, in terms of what's happening there. Right. If we start seeing the level of adoption drop off significantly, we start seeing the hash rate, number of nodes fall. They're the fundamentals mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. look for. Mm-hmm. 
the day that that starts happening is the day that we're in that, that I that I sell everything. But 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 every but it's not. It's moving in the other direction very strongly. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and we we will get we we'll get to price in a minute. But I, I think those things are all true, except to the extent that the growth gets to a certain point and then stops. Australia yeah, is two percent of the world's equity markets. Now I don't know what Bitcoin represents as a proportion of total equity or bond markets or world currency or whatever. Like whatever whatever it's combination tiny, you want to tiny use. Tiny fraction. Um, uh, you know, not everyone's listing on the ASX just because the ASX gets to two percent. And argue it's not better for all lots of reasons. And I, I know it's a it's an imperfect analogy. Other than the, you know, there's a very long my my space and it, again a horrible analogy. My space looked like it was the the king of social networks, unbeatable, whatever. Until Facebook went goes up, right? Yep. So realistically, Bitcoin as a market share of people on Earth is is what a, a, a fraction of my space. <laughs> Hundred million <laughs> no, people. So Hundred million divided by eight billion is the right. is the adoption. Yeah. Right, and so you know there is there's the MySpace, then there's the Facebook, then there's something else, and so we are. I, I would argue we're still miles away, even even if we haven't miles yet. Away. So well, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not not yet a a proven. Um, here's the thing: even if, if it's the winning cryptocurrency, the whole idea of cryptocurrency could still be a flash in the pan if it simply doesn't have enough of a, a use case other than among the true believers. Right, it becomes it remains. I'll go back to the religion example because it's easy. It, it, it remains the obscure. You know, true believer religion practiced by some people in the Amazon, uh, and then whatever the global version of that is with Bitcoin mm. forever. Mm. And Esperanto maybe is a good example, right? Esperanto, it's so much, but such a better language. Here's what it, here's what it does. Here's why it's so great. It's a great English analogy. Don't, English can't yeah. do that. English can't. You know, Esperanto yeah. is wonderful for all lots of lots of reasons. But like, oh, no, no, I'm okay. So, yep. but, but look at it. Look how good it is. You know, it's everyone. Lots of people are increasingly using Esperanto. It's going to be the new global language. Mm. And maybe it is, by the way. Maybe it beats Bitcoin. I don't know. Um, but that that idea of kind of you know getting to the point where all of those technological or technical actually superiorities. Uh, again, the Betamax VHS version you raised mm. is is a, is a really good one because um, the price matters at some point, right? The, the the adoption can continue to grow, but. Within that is a decent group of speculators who have no interest in using it other than for that very purpose of speculation mm. rather than anything mm. else. That once the you know, we've just been through a stock market slump uh, crash in 2020, uh, it doesn't take much for everyone to go. Eh, no, no, I'm not going to. I thought I thought it was going to be great. I'm going to take my money. I'm putting it into lithium or I'm putting it into whatever mm. the, whatever the new thing is, right? And then that's that's how the whole thing kind of goes from that to something less than whatever that is. Yeah. Um, curious is just uh, let, let's we'll go we'll come back to that. let's go to price mate because the uh, that was know, the last that was the last domino to fall for me was price okay well tell me why well I, I I felt as though okay this is actually a unique thing this is special this mm-hmm. is this is this is a genuine innovation mm. but then I always got I just got stuck on yeah but but what's it worth so it, yep. it's got it's got value but yep. but is that how do you, how do you value it yeah and that's really tricky. And I think if we actually go to a hyper Bitcoinization world, yeah, actually the value is 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 probably the global economy, and it's probably going to grow at two or three percent per year. Like right. that, that's all it's ever going to do. It's all it ever can do, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So the value creation comes in terms of of the as, as it gets adopted. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. we have this. We're in this really unique point in history potentially that people mm-hmm. will argue is that we had a pre Bitcoin world and then we've got a post bitcoin world and mm-hmm. as the world mm-hmm. moves on to, goes on to that on ramp that's where the that's where the that's where the value creation sort of comes and then and then you just have something that's just digital gold and it just does it does its thing and we all use it as a token doesn't really appreciate that much each yeah. year and it tends to be much it'll be much less volatile at scale um but yeah how do you go from 500 billion to whatever 
So one of the ways to look at it is, well, let's, gold is actually a great analogy for a, for a bunch of reasons. Okay. So if you add up all the gold that's ever been dug up and polished and stuck into a vault or on a <laughs> necklace or something like that, it's like mm-hmm. 11 trillion USD. Right. So if you say, well, this surpasses gold mm-hmm. and it has all the quality, except for a very fringe uses in some satellites and yeah, <laughs> industry, which are very, uh, yeah. b- b- bugger all. Yeah. The percentage of gold yeah. that actually the va- gets the consumed. In, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's bugger all. Yeah. Um, so if you say that this, we as a society agree that this is a, a better store of value, mm-hmm. um, you've got 11 trillion right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a 20x from where we are at the moment. Right. Um, and then you've also got, you've also got, his, 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 we've already seen this happen. A very like sovereign wealth funds are going, mm, it's probably a bit risky at the, but well, let's, <laughs> let's add a 1% allocation to that. Mm, mm, right. Mm, so yeah. as I said, Finland has done that. Um, we've got the Harvard Endowment Fund that has done, mm-hmm. done that. We've got uh, we've got actual Nasdaq listed businesses that are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll put a little bit on there. Mm-hmm. Now you oh, take the Motley the Fool's done, as I said before. What's that? The Motley Fool's done, Motley Fool's done it, right? Yep. Okay, yep. and it's like we're all we're all monkeys, and you know, just what's that <laughs> ape doing? Oh, it seems like legit. It's a so, there is a social proof to it, yeah. right? There yeah, really yeah. is. Yeah. This yeah. is the thing that's this is the this is the big idea. Yep. So let's take the global financial industry and let's allocate two percent of that to Bitcoin. Mm. Mm. Tiny amount, right? Percentage wise, mm. you've you've probably got a hundred trillion dollars of value right there. Yeah. Right. So this, as this. If let me be careful yeah, yeah, with the, yeah. the words I use here. If this goes to any kind of increased adoption, hmm. you really do have an asset that, probably conservatively speaking, over the next ten to twenty years, is a hundred trillion dollars in value. Hmm. We're at five hundred billion dollars in value now. It's two hundred x gain on that. Hyper volatile along the way, hmm. fits and starts. And here's the interesting thing: is it compounds because the more people add see value in the network and add value to the network mm. actually the, the the more value it can store the more attractive it comes for bigger and bigger <laughs> right, players yeah yeah, yeah. and then it, it legitimizes it the best thing yeah, that can happen yeah. for bitcoin is to be regulated yeah because that's it, right that the only reason that a lot of institutions are not doing it is it's like well it's just really gray areas yeah. like what does that mean and how does the ato treat it, it? And rah, yeah, rah. Exactly. Yep. so yep. we need we need we need this kind of stuff yeah but what will happen is i i firmly believe is that as as it becomes legitimized as the social proof increases mm. you'll just see people start to allocate a little bit to it it only you only need a tiny fraction of the world's financial assets to go towards it mm. and you've got a 200x right there is you know the bitcoin do you know what I mean? and, and i would i would i'm gonna put words in your mouth mate um i i would imagine you're also of the view that if it doesn't become a thing it is almost nothing Almost nothing, be, be, yeah. Because there'll, there'll because be, there, we're, at a, be. we're at a point now where there's enough of a community that's kind of like Palladium or something. Like there'll be enough. There'll be enough people there. But it, you're right. It could be like fifty bucks a coin, right? Right. Like and, and, and that's what made me, me a smart aleck. It's just kind of that idea of like to, to be, a lot. A lot of the current implied value is somewhere between zero and two hundred x hundred trillion dollar value that yep. you're talking about because. Yep. It, it, it cements itself as not only capable of, I think you've, you've made a very strong case that it's capable of things. Now, I will say asterisk because I think we can't see the future and the things that we think, oh man, Bitcoin should have seen that coming. Now, PageCoin has dominated because it had this thing we couldn't have imagined. So I'm, uh, you may not agree, but I'm going to put an asterisk there for that in terms of, yep. Te- yep. but technically thus far, it seems pretty good. Mm. And if it, if it becomes and remains a, a core part of our financial system in the way you just described gold or something else mm. then there's some upside there yep. but if if the 
summation of the technical brilliance is either flawed or overcome and mm. or people go cool but a curiosity yeah then it's it's fifty dollars rather than yeah whatever it is twenty thirty great point dollars. great point um okay so so the, the, so i think when we first started talking about it on the pod my argument was always i feel in 2022 it's kind of a no-brainer to have a one percent allocation yourself mm. to it right mm. because if it, if it is in and, and, and i don't want to argue i want to say oh definitely that's not going to happen scott I mean, yeah. i've got my yeah. beliefs but I, yep. yeah it's possible Yep. Let's say it happens and you lose 1% of your investment money. Yep. Yeah, yeah that, that happens on an average day on the market, right? Like <laughs> our laws can go down 1%. <laughs> right. But let's say I'm right. Yeah. Let's yeah. say I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 200x over the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah. That, that, is, that, is that is a wonderful asymmetric bet. So to my mind, and mm-hmm. my argument would be, someone like you who's a, who's a healthy skeptic on this stuff mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as a friend- like, <laughs> buy what like take one percent of your investable capital <laughs> and put it there. And if in ten years' time yeah. we laugh about it and how stupid yeah. it was, you, you're okay. You're, you're yeah. not on. You're not. You're not putting your family on the street. If I'm half right, if I'm a quarter right, mm. you know why not? Mm. Here's the other thing as well. I would say, so every single person on the planet is happy to to walk onto. I don't know, what is it? A couple hundred tons of metal and fly <laughs> kilometers up in the sky, right? Yeah, yeah. No one yep. goes, oh, but you don't understand the principles of, of aeronautical <laughs> engineering and lift and, you know, the, you know how a jet engine works. Yep. And you're like, yep. no, yep. I don't yep. need to yep. because yep. I know it works. Yeah. It's always worked. I've got, I've got the proof of it. I, yeah. I don't need to understand yep. the protocol. And, and what, what you and I have to understand mm, as old mm, fogies mm. is all I would say is look at your kid, right? <laughs> Get off my lawn. And look look at what they – every kid you have ever seen, if mm. their face isn't buried mm. in a screen, you know, it's it's a miracle these days. It's a huge problem yeah, in a lot yeah. of ways. But we, we are growing <laughs> up. <laughs> exactly. We, we have right. a digitally yeah. native generation that never existed before. They're not going to be right. questioning these kinds of – they're just going to use it because it works, Yep. By the way, you and I do it already. Whenever we swipe a little bit of plastic, yeah, like a plastic that says Visa or Mastercard mm-hmm. on it, we, you and I, do 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 do. We walk to the shop, we swipe a little bit of plastic. The dude, the person behind, goes, "Oh, hey, yeah, cool. Here's something," and we walk out the door. <laughs> Take my it's, stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. madness. Yeah, but yeah, why do yeah. we do it? We do it because it works, <laughs> and we all. By the way, behind the scenes, there's a 14 day final settlement behind that transaction. And yeah. a three to four to percent transaction fee to the merch. It's like incredibly inefficient mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. slow and cumbersome and expensive <laughs> and prone to attack yeah. and yeah. a hack. Yeah. And like, you know, the 15 year old today who's growing up in this world is going to like, Grandpa, wait, wait a sec. I want to transfer you some money. Now I'm going to I'm going to wait for the bank to open and I'm going to do you know or I'm going to press a couple of buttons on my magic piece of glass that's in my pocket and I'm going to instantly transfer something to you. final settlement bare instrument uh, for for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, right like, the, yeah. like it's going to like why aren't I using this? And this is so. So when when I when you see like the sixty eight year old economist going, well, it's a it's a Ponzi. He's like, dude, you miss the point. You yeah. miss the point of what this is. This is a revolution in payment technology. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really look at what the Lightning Network and Strike are doing there. They're like, you never need to use Bitcoin or hold it or care about it. But I tell you what, master. So I got a, a friend of mine had a um, his brother works in. 
uh, MasterCard, fairly senior, mm. and they're like, "Oh yeah, mm. we're 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 probably I might be speaking out of school. We're they're looking at they're looking at Bitcoin, and why are they looking at Bitcoin? Right, right. Because it's just a quicker, faster, more secure way to settle their transactions. Mm. They don't give a stuff, mm. and who cares? Bitcoin mm. can go from twenty grand to hundred grand to fifty cent. It doesn't matter because I'm just going to use those little tokens and that ledger to 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 keep track of my own stuff, mm. Mm. right? So mm. it's kind of so I want to flip the question around because I think mm. it's a valuable. You say to me, what will it take for you to change your mind? And, and my answer yep. is if the adoption, if, you, if we fall off the adoption curve, I'm out. Yep. Right? Yep. So my question or challenge to you would be how far along do mm. we go mm. the adoption mm. curve before you go, okay, I'm in. Yeah. So let's, let's go forward. It's 2026. And now yep. I, we're saying there's 100 million digital wallets out there holding Bitcoin. Mm. Mm. And let's say mm. now we're at um, 500 million like at that point, do you go, hmm, okay, maybe not then. There's a billion people, one in eight people on the planet are transacting or storing value on this in some way, shape or form. Now do you do it? Hmm. You know, there, there's, a, there's a point where, where you're yeah. – so, yeah. so for me, it's like, okay, that, 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 that's where it's, the thesis is broken. But I need, I need to flip it around to the naysayers and say, well, at what point do you say? Because you're, you're, I want to make this point because yeah, totally I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you. No, yeah, you're yeah, 100% yeah. Yeah. right because it, it, is a, it, is a, it is a shared story. It's a narrative that we all, as all money is, as all money is. Mm. And if, 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 if not enough people adopt it and it, becomes this, it remains this fringe thing, then this is, a, this is a complete waste of time and I've blown up a bit of money. Mm. But but you have to flip it round and ask yourself at what point do I do I see this as the legitimate innovation that it is, and it's not this crazy kooky internet money, and it's not getting wrapped up and bundled with all this shit coinery that does nothing other than scam people and total Ponzi schemes. Like there's there's one perfect thing in crypto, and it's this, mm. and everything else is a complete rubbish. And and yeah, and, nothing to right. And, and we're run- I'm really I'm really nervous here because we're running out of time. Can, we can, are can, running out of time. Can so we very me- quickly get to the energy question? Yes, that's what, oh, we're going to hit you with the uh, with the. So, uh, so before we do, I, I think you know, I think I feel like we've kind of caught the nub of, of the issue here. Um, I will. So we will talk about the energy question. I will say that uh, even as a, someone who's agnostic with maybe a slight negative bias, more in terms of other people getting caught up in it, just almost kind of try to hose down the overexcitement rather than genuinely saying, net, net, I think it's going to lose money, is that is that, that there's a lot of fake excuses and energy is going to be one of them. We'll talk about that in a second. Not, so, mm. not fake as in it's not, it's not real, it's not an issue, it's not serious or any of that sort of stuff. Mm. Just that if, you, if your entire, you know, I, I, I get, like I asked the question about it's perfect, but what if people just simply don't take it up? Yeah. It, it's, all, it's the reverse. It's the same in reverse, which is what if it uses a lot of energy and people still take it up? Then people still take it up. Yeah, it, to my mind, it's, it's just not a good reason to believe that it's not valuable. Some people have an objection to it. The same way they have an objection to diesel cars or whatever. Doesn't mean fewer people are driving diesels because some people say it uses too much fossil fuel. No, will electric cars replace them probably eventually? But that's a different question. So let, let's go. Let's get. I, I only say that because I don't really have a lot of heart to have the argument about energy. Not that we won't discuss it, but um, I just want to put my view on the record. It's in terms of as advocate, we'll talk about it, but. Yeah. It's not one of the things I'm, I'm kept up at night about. And some of us old problem tomorrow wouldn't change my view. Yeah. But people say uh, climate change, energy, cost, uh, kids going hungry in Africa, we're spending all this money mining Bitcoin. What the hell? Yeah. What's your response? 
very, very quick. One thing I want to say, well, everything that I'm talking about is I think where people go wrong with Bitcoin is they, they you sort of, you get the bug and you kind of, you, you see it mm-hmm. and you kind of go, ah, like the, 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 the clouds part a little bit and yeah, like the right, penny right. drops. What I want to really <laughs> emphasize here is this is, this is something that plays out over a decade plus, mm-hmm. right? So, so don't, don't get in on this thinking that next week you're going to be a millionaire. It's just stupid and that's reckless and that's speculation. And if anyone... Yeah. Has, you know, if you need a lesson in the last six months, is that it can, it's down like seventy percent, mm, right? Mm, it, it will, mm. it has done that many, many times, and it will do it many, many times. So I just really want to make that point. Um, so to, to understand the energy question, you have to understand why would you use energy in the first place? And right. Okay. The, and it, this is where it gets really yeah, yeah. profound. Yep. Is that what what proof of work does? Is it forms a bridge between physical reality and the digital realm? Mm. Right. So, it, so what it does is it's, it, it uses the laws of physics and the way that our universe operates to ensure the security and to ensure the scarcity. Hmm. There's a lot to unpack on that. Proof of stake just basically means the person who can stake the most coins gets to make the decision. Yeah, right. With proof of work, you can, you can start mining today, right? Hmm. You have to expend energy in the universe. You can't fake that. You can't, it's impossible to fake. And only when you solve this very complex cryptographic guessing game, which is all it is, <laughs> do you get any say in, in, in setting the next block. Right. So, so it's kind of like I, 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 I have, if, I, if there isn't an energy cost to it, it doesn't work. Mm. None of it works. Mm. It, it's mm. the energy cost that makes the whole thing work. It's got to have an energy cost. So the, the issue is, isn't, oh, it uses a lot of energy. Everything that humans do- does that has value uses yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone listening to this right now is using energy on their podcast. They're probably yeah. even sitting in an air-conditioned house, cooking dinner on their stove with clothes in the dryer, right? Like, yeah. It does- yeah, yeah. so let's. It's, the question isn't energy. The question is, is this the best form of use of energy? So that that's important. So the number of clothes dryers in the world uses fifteen times more energy than Bitcoin. Right, so if you're going to be going to get hyper environmental on me here, mm, it's like, well, mm, mm. I hope you don't use any modern technology, right? So, so the what is the price mm. or the value, perhaps, is the better term, in having an immutable, permissionless, mm. global, trustless settlement layer for the world? Mm. That's that's val- I would argue that's very very valuable. And it uses something like 0.8% of the global energy that, that we use. Okay. So it's sort of like now let's add up let's add up all the offices and staff and, and um, rack space and service space of the of the Commonwealth Bank, the Federal Reserve, of the four thousand banks around the world, of the financial si- guess what? <laughs> uses a crap ton of electricity, right? So it's so it's kind of like it, 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 is it more efficient than that? Hell yeah. It's massively much more efficient than that. Um, so so that's the okay, first except, point. except except that I suppose at some level you can have some of that without the extra stuff. I I, I, no, I I'm, not, I'm not really exercised about it. No what what I mean is the 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 component part of it, let, let's say it grows to the size you talk about, is used to the degree you talk about, and therefore the energy proportion grows. It uh, doesn't I, I, work like that. It's a, there, now you're going to get into the weeds. But yeah, it, it, so it, let's say here's the great thing because they're all numbers, right? Let's say there's, yep. let's say for the sake of stupidity, there's $10 trillion worth of assets being yep. carried on the network. Yep. Doesn't matter. 
who cares? Well, it's one dollar or ten. I mean, but the effort to mine becomes exponential to the value because then becomes worth doing. So it uses more energy. Not true. It plateaus. It plateaus off at a point. It'll use more energy in the future as as more people secure it, more nodes. Absolutely, it will. But it's Mm. not. It's not. It's not going to extrapolate up to the same extent. Here's the other thing. So Mm. here's the and that's just a whole rabbit hole. We don't have time to go down, but but trust me. uh, here's the other thing. So the mm. way that the incentive mechanism and stuff works is that most, the, the, the most successful miners, I mean, you get, you, you do all this work, you spend all this electricity and you, you earn Bitcoin. Mm. Um, the person who has the most attractive economics has the lowest energy costs. So the mm. way that the dynamics work here is that, that, that Bitcoin miners chase stranded energy. So well, you know the biggest take up, take people who are taking up mining it's uh, it's shale oil gas companies. They're flaring, <laughs> they're flaring yeah. all this. You know what happens to that energy? It just goes into the atmosphere. It's wasted. Mm, mm, mm. So they're now they're now saying, wait a second, we can use all this wasted energy. So so an increasing proportion of the energy that is is using for Bitcoin is wasted energy, mm. right? It's also one of the biggest users of renewable energy. That's the other the other point to make. And here's the really big mind blow stuff. It's actually got a massive role to play in our transition to a renewable economy because what's the biggest problem with renewable energy is load balancing on the grid. Here is the only, you can't turn a factory on and off at a switch, Mm, right? mm, You can mm, turn mm. Bitcoin mining on and off at a switch. So when there's excess energy in the grid, let's do some mining, baby. It's free energy, you know, and Mm, let's mm, secure our global payments network. Wow, what a what an incredible thing to do. Oh, actually, it turns out that we need electricity for our lights and air conditioners and oh, okay, I'll turn it off. It it <laughs> balance it solves the load balancing problem. It uses the cheapest, most stranded form of electricity and in fact incentivizes the grid to move in that direction and the energy that it is using is actually creating immense value that is displacing an, an existing system that already uses huge amounts of energy. So it's complete fud. I'll, I'll end on this story. When email was invented, the US Postal Service tried to take uh, them to court saying that, and there was, ad, you can Google this, uh, ads on YouTube saying, every time you send an email, a block of coal is burned. <laughs> like it's just, it's laughable, right? Like you look at that today and go, oh my God, you know, it's it's complete fear and uncertainty and doubt. FUD is what it's called in the in the Bitcoin community. It's complete FUD and it's completely nonsense. Does sending emails use electricity? Hell yeah, it does. Does that contribute to climate change? Yes, like all of our electricity consumption does. Is the is is email the problem, the globe the source of the global climate disaster? Of course not. And I'm the you know me, Scott, I'm the biggest greenie that there exists. I'm the biggest proponent for transitioning away from from fossil fuels. But this is going to help us do that. And 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 you you hear these stats like oh it uses as much as Finland yeah but Finland mm. uses like one percent of the global you know it's it's a tiny yeah. tiny tiny yeah. fraction yeah. and if you want to start playing those stupid games I can say well more money is spent on, on powering PlayStations and Xboxes than mm. there are on you know it's kind of it's yeah. a stupid argument and and it's and it's 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 it yeah. I'll shut up. I've made my point. <laughs> <laughs> you have made a very, very good, comprehensive and impassioned uh, argument in favor of Bitcoin. Mate, I don't think we've solved the riddle, but I do think we've spent a very- we scratched uh, the surface, man. We've, we've spent a good amount of time understanding and explaining the key details for our listeners. What I will do, what I will do is I will, we will do a follow-up episode because I'm oh, feeling no generous way. and we've, okay. and it's been a while. Oh, uh, yes. Not yet, Hell yeah. not now. 
Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask our listeners specifically if they have any questions, and I'm going to, I don't do this very often, re-listen to this episode if you if you wouldn't mind. If you're interested enough to ask us a question, re-listen to this episode and make some notes about questions you would have liked me to put to Andrew, points that weren't clear, criticism, chal- challenges. Points, points yeah. of challenges. Like I, I'm, I may have said stuff that was wrong, so like let us know. I'm, as yeah. I said, I'm not an expert. This is, I'm just yeah. a very, very curious. <laughs> uh, no, like, and again, not, not, not to try and, not try and I, I'm not trying to make, make you wrong matters. You know, I, I've asked as many questions as I reasonably could in the time we had, given the points we were making and the tangents we kind of skipped past because, as you say, so many different rabbit holes we can go down here. Mm. This is just a story of making sure we get to the most, what I think are the most important ones that really lay a pretty good groundwork. So, if I, well, I won't, I won't promise a follow-up episode. I will offer a follow-up episode to our listeners. If you have questions, comments, criticisms, uh, you want to know more, you want to ask a question, you want to make a point, please let us know um, because yeah. it really is, you know, I, I've asked some good questions and I've had some really good conversations. It's hard to go down specific rabbit holes, as I said, but if you've got ideas, if you've got questions, if you've got uh, criticisms or, or just you want to know more, this is a great time for you to ask andrew is not the world's expert on bitcoin but he's God very no. very uh, well informed uh, he is, presents his information thoughtfully and carefully and he's not a maxi i think they call it what you're supposed to call people that do maxi that yeah, yeah maxi it's all there bitcoin or nothing uh yeah. andrew is I'm looking, there. andrew is well, i was gonna say he's bought into it uh, but he's very open to having the conversation uh so yeah, do that. Usual usual links. Fool, uh, sorry, info at fool.com.au is the email address. Uh, hit us up on the socials with questions. Uh, you can follow Andrew on at sage underscore Simeon or at strawman invest. If you've got questions or comments, hit them up, hit them to me because uh, I normally compile them and I'll ask Andrew. So uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram at TMF Scott P or at the Motley Fool AU and on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash scott phillips money or facebook.com slash the motley full australia yep. questions comments suggestions all go to there andrew thank you so much mate for being open to the conversation having being so good humored about um <laughs> thank, going thank through you, some of the, thank the you for humoring me is, is, <laughs> is the more, I, just, I just want to say in closing yeah, very please. quick i just want to please reiterate this don't at me on to go i'm not trying to convince anyone <laughs> to do anything right i really not and if you if it's if you're looking and going you're yeah, an yeah. idiot yep. like great that, it's awesome i got i'm not selling anything i get nothing to benefit or gain from that. It's really, really, really important to, to make um, to make that point. And the reason that I'm so keen to talk to you about it, Scott, and annoy you with it and others is because I kind of <laughs> started off with this idea of just sort of like, oh, it's crazy. Like you keep scratching. I'm, and the reason yeah. I want to talk to you about I, people I respect and think are smart is because I, I actually want someone mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. slap me around the head and go, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, because- yeah. Because if I'm wrong, I, I've got money invested in this thing. I, I really want to know that I'm wrong. So, and yeah, that's the same yeah. to anyone listening. If you've got a, what I really want, I, it's always nice when people go, "Oh, you made a really great point. I'm convinced." Like, okay, great. What I really want is someone to go, "This is what you're missing." That, <laughs> that, so send that stuff through. There you go, fools. The challenge has been laid down by Andrew. Uh, whether he is genuinely open or thinks he's open to being having his mind changed, we will <laughs> yeah, see. Knows, yeah. But you, dear listener, are responsible for doing that. So, uh, Andrew, th- mate, th- thanks again. It's been a fun episode, a bit longer than normal, but super, super useful, super chock full of great content. So, mate, thank you for spending the time. And so, until yeah. next time, full on. Cheers. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under financial services licence 400691. Listener.